HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. <laughs> oh, man, we're off to a good start here. The season opener, arts and seizure. There we go. All right, let's try that again. I love this. <laughs> seizure, seizure, dang, you know, I promised. So it was Moida. So it was Moida, that's good. You know, I promised uh, some new theme music for this uh, season five, episode 117 million, I think it is, in the year 5776, I think it is. That's Mickey Finn's going to be playing live cocktail keyboards uh, with us today to join the Cocktail Palooza superstar and once again, Arts and Seizure live from Bushwick on the Heritage Radio Network. It's good to be back. Mickey Finn on the keys with everybody's favorite pizza, Pizza Rumba. Pizza Rumba in the house. In the house. Back back. from your Greek holiday, from your Grecian holiday. I was way down south and I was way up north, Mike. So well, uh, that probably means something completely different in Greek than it does in, here. In, in, in Greek is Greek is the only language where nay means yes. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. But I didn't get too many. Actually, I got a lot of nays. But, uh, <laughs> but that's good. It is good. It's always good. And I'm also super duper thrilled to have our good friend Rosie Shop back with us, um, the queen of cocktails. Rosie, is that a, is Thank that a you. cocktail or is that a salad? Uh, well, you know, a Bloody Mary, Sorry. it's right there on the line. It's a cocktail, <laughs> it's a meal. It could be considered a salad. It's one of my fa- it's, a Bloody Mary is one of my five favorite meals of the day. Yeah. Um, and Rosie, of course, writes the New York Times about cocktail culture, and you have essays appearing in every every known got book. essays all over the place right um, now. And I loved your hippie hair. Uh, <laughs> essay, and I'm glad that you spoke cosmic with a K and a Z. Oh, thank you. The, the, the appropriate way. Yes. Um, but, but before we uh, get to it, uh, it is Rosh Hashanah. It is the year 57 something or other. And I got some apples <laughs> and some honey, which is... Um, a nice old Jewish tradition, keeping it real, to wish you all a very sweet new year. And and more importantly, there's pizza coming, but <laughs> a little apple sunny. That's it. Yeah, get with the music, Mickey Finn. <laughs> it's, that's uh, it's apples like, and honey music. The apples and honey. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know Hava Nagila? You probably played a wedding once in your life. There you go. Anyway, you're having apples and honey. Oh, thank you. Rosie, take one. Yeah, you take one. Shana Tova, everyone. Say Shana Tova. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get better Happy than this. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 
Happy Arts and Seizure. It's going to get your hands all sticky with that honey. Liz in the booth, make sure you get some apples and honey for a sweet new year. And mm-hmm. um, sorry, we have so much to talk about today. But Zaremba, you're also going to bring, yet again, a new cocktail. Well, it's not new. But it's, uh, it's well. Either a, of you, it's okay. Uh, it's right. But it's a it's a it's a cocktail with a, a, a famous history. Is this one going to be like from like the Gemini space program era? Kind of cocktail, uh, it could like, be. like like you're like um. Your it could are. be the, the, the <laughs> actually. The, uh, you know what? It is because the flesh tones did a lot to popularize this cocktail. But the first mention I uh, recall hearing of it is in a, a play and a movie called The Boys in the Band. Ah, and uh, it's it's the cocktail. Well, the the the, the party. Drink that they. This mix is going to be a very macho kind of cocktail. I'm feeling. Uh, no, but it's. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, we were. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of traveling over the summer, and we were in Curacao, which is the the the, the island where they make uh, the original blue Curacao. That's right, the Windex. Which Windex, right? Which is the uh, coloring agent of the blue whale, or in this case, the blue lagoon cocktail. So we have some of that for all of us to try. I did some variations on the cocktail, which I, I believe might be fatal. Uh, for, the, for its enjoyment. I, 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 it's all right. I was planning on far more seizures than art today. Uh-huh. Here we go. Pete, I don't, I don't know if you know how completely on trend you are with the Blue Curacao right now. Oh, it God. Is, it is officially back. Is it? It is. It is. I, I'm sorry if that depresses you a little it bit. Does. It kind of depresses me a little bit, well, to be honest. It's kind of fucked up, actually. Like, how, how did it get back? <laughs> like, blue food. I like, um, like, the blue ices and the blue Slurpees. And right. What I, what I call, like, Smurf flavor. And you probably heard the story of Hitchcock's famous dinner party in which he only served blue food to freak out his guests. But what, I never heard Because there That's isn't good. a lot of blue nature, out there in nature, Yeah, what's right? what blue foods occur in nature? Well, yeah, right. George Carlin did a, a bit about that. There's the no, there's no blue food. There's no. Blue we food. want the blue food. Mm-hmm. Well, there's blueberries. I think the line was blueberries. Fuck it, they're purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you said, freshly squeezed Smurf to get that nice blue slushy. Well, I finally did get to Curacao and talk mm. to them about the blueness. Right and to the source. I did. And is this is like part of like you go to Chicago for the blues, you go to Curacao. Right, yeah, you go for, for the, the blues. blues. Every all the drinks are blue. <laughs> and they and I said, well, you know, the flavoring is from a type of uh, citrus fruit that's not quite an orange that can grow there, but it gives it an orangey flavor, and that's natural. And I said, well, how do you make it blue? And they go, oh, artificial coloring, of course. Sure. So uh, I could whip some of that out uh, later or now. Or oh, no time like the present. Why no you, time like the While you make this blue... <laughs> this goodbye Blue Monday or whatever the hell you're calling this Blue Lagoon the Blue, Blue Lagoon, Lagoon. Uh, but this is actually trendy you're, you are well you are um, our boots on the ground <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a, a, a an excellent new bar in Chelsea called Porchlight mm-hmm. and one of the first cocktails on their on their menu when they launched and it's still on the menu six seven eight months later is called a gunmetal blue and it uses this stuff too. So is it a blue lagoon or a blue whale? No, it's a it's its own thing, and I think an, unusual among uh, drinks with blue curacao that I know in that uh, mezcal is at its foundation. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I just didn't even know. So it's blue and smoky. Like I said, except for like one of those blue freeze pops. I've never, I don't think I've ever had like a drink. I don't know, it just seemed wrong to me somehow. Of all, I mean, it's but, not wrong. And believe me, I drink it's pretty so, much. It's so wrong, it's right. Mike. It's a new yeah. it's a new kind of wrong. I was in Chicago a few weeks ago, and I was amazed, um, speaking of cocktail culture such as it is, that people, I love the Midwest because people will go to a hotel bar and order a Long Island iced tea, unironically, at, at like 12.30. Which has also come back. Oh, right? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is it? Is it? 
It was like, I mean, that'll get you where you want to go, oh, I suppose. Look at that blue but stuff. If, if only our listeners could see oh. what's being poured into these cups right now. Now, I, I, I am pouring it. I pre-mixed this for, uh, to save time. <laughs> However, I'm okay. pouring it. Hey, what, 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 yes, it's, it's the big shot. I asked. It's this a big like, shot. This, this is, uh, from New Orleans, the famous Big oh. Shot uh, pop bottle with the picturing the Big Shot. And, and you just happen to have a ready supply of those bottles. This is uh, all. A friend sent a care <laughs> nice. package from Louisiana. Hang on. Almost done. Oh, Rosie, going to have to tell us how this compares to the, the higher-end version in Chelsea for Blue Shot. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's mighty blue. It's mighty blue. That's my, it's it's going to be great with my Bloody Mary. I can, oh, I can sure see that already. Nothing works better than <clears throat> no. a blue cocktail. I'm, but I, I think if you were being a little imaginative with the blue food thing, you could extend it to like the famous Twita Bleu, the pretty much raw trout <laughs> served still quivering on a plate. Oh, Thank I, you. Okay. That's just the name of this. This is good. I don't know whether to drink this or clean my windshield. <laughs> uh, try both. <laughs> try both. It'll work. Okay, well, so give something to Mickey Finn. Maybe he'll make some, Happy uh, New some Year. more. Uh, yes. My, bon Vini or whatever they say in Korea. Grandma Flo used to like to drink this in Russia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, well, that's actually very pleasant, isn't it? It's all right. It's a little, um, it's like a... If Robitussin came out with a citrus flavor, this is what this would be. Citrusy. You know what? The, the heavy flavor, unfortunately, I, I substituted some uh, Ray and Nephew's Overproof oh. for, the, for the usual white rum. But usually, it's, <laughs> usually, it's just made with vodka, folks. And the, the reason is that vodka is totally neutral. And uh, I supposedly, don't, I don't like really neutral drinks myself. No, I, I, I like a little flavor. Well, I think like vodka's a cop out. I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's just like I don't like the way booze tastes, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink vodka with my cranberry. It's an anesthetic. I, I'm gonna do something and an antifreeze. Unusual for me and defend vodka a little bit. Go I, for I feel it. like. Uh, vodka can be a real pleasure, but it's one of these things that relies heavily on context. If if you're out with a bunch of Ukrainians, vodka is delicious. Ag- agreed, agreed. No, no, ice cold vodka behind you know some oysters or some caviar sure. absolutely makes Smoked sense if it's salmon. the right stuff. Yeah. You know, ice cold in, a, in you know ice cold. You know, and you know in you know in, in shooters. Uh, you know, I like a vodka martini, but you know, also, but it's got to be very balanced yeah. correctly. It's not just a bowl of vodka; it's something else. It's got to right. be its own sort of poetry. But um, as the founder of the He-Man Vodka Haters Association, <laughs> a, a little group I had, it was a time in my life when you know I was just being invited to a lot of publicity events, and it was all open bars, and it was always invariably sponsored by some shitty vodka brand that you've never fucking heard of and will never hear of again. You know, Trump vodka, whatever it is, oh, dear. right? And it was like, oh, and your drinks provide. By you know by Zaremba vodka, so that, <laughs> that sounds good. You know, actually that sounds a little, actually that sounds pretty legit. That sounds top shelf you know, to me. Is better than vodka. like the, the Gorbachev vodka, whatever they're peddling. The Yeltsin vodka. The Gorbachev famously kind of abstemious. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is why many Russians did not love him. Uh, but always with the vo- like the vodka and like this is the open bar and this is why she go to events. So the vodka became like got it. You know. You know, hey, look, there's a time in my life when, like, I'd go to a thing because there was an open bar. And later, I realized I don't like the kind of people that hang out at open bars. I'd, r- I'd rather pay for it and not hang out with a bunch of fucking schnorrers. You know what? You, you I, can, <laughs> I can vouch for that. You just, uh, you know, you were at a cash bar not more than 11 minutes ago. Buying me a drink. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hey, arts and seizures, we've been known to do that. You you touched on something very important there, using the word schnorrer, (laughs) especially here on on the eve of a Jewish holiday. My family, nothing was worse than a schnorrer. (laughs) The worst of all insults. To just take, take, take was the worst thing a person could do. 
Yeah, snore, snore is, snore is a pretty harsh thing to Terrible. call someone. But not here. Not here on Arts and Seizure Heritage Radio Network. We are givers. Yes. Givers. Oh, hey, speaking of... You uh, give too much, Mike. So I give too much. Speaking <laughs> of giving... Stop giving. Here's, wait, here's, here's, here's my uh, little, little uh, public uh, service announcement for uh, Heritage Radio Network. It's a brand spanking new website. If you're uh, streaming this right now, you're saying... I mean, it's absolutely uh, the Rolls Royce of, of websites at this, uh, at this juncture. It's amazing what they've been doing... Um, our friends Aaron, Jack, and Patrick, and Allison over at uh, the HRN office. And we are member-supported, so if you're digging what you hear, please don't hesitate to send us a couple bucks, and Pizza Rumble will come make over to your house. New, make that and a New he Year's will, resolution. And he will, he will make you a blue drink. I will. I'll come <laughs> to your house and make a blue drink for everybody. And for another five bucks, uh, Mickey Finn will come over and noodle on your pseudo-synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I've, I said what I was doing. I was in Greece. I was in Curacao. I was just up in uh, Rue Noranda in the northern Quebec. I wanted to bring you back some caribou. caribou. I could not. I could. No one would. No Do you know one what caribou talk. is, Rosie? Do I know what a caribou? Well, no, not, no, not she a caribou. writes for the Times. Of not course, a she knows, she knows not, what not, caribou not like, is. Not like that. That's She's not like a the bullwinkle right looking thing. No, 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 explain. It's like it's a like Canadian no, prison wine. She already knows. Don't insult her. You know her. Canadian prison wine? Well, I'm going to admit to you, I've never actually tasted it. Uh, so I have something to learn. I'm sorry you couldn't. They, they don't let you take that stuff over the uh, border. No one, no one would give me any. <laughs> they would get. They would. You know, they have it under the under yeah. the bar. Yeah. And they'll give you a shot or something. He said caribou. I was like, they know you're going to bring me like some smoked moose meat. I wanted to try out the you know caribou and coke. And everyone laughed. <laughs> but, uh, that would be like a Canadian Calimocho. Well, that's because they thought you went Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the Calimocho, which we've discussed. <laughs> we have. One of the great... It's like the Long Island iced tea. It's a mystery. It's something that shouldn't work, and yet... It does. And yet... Um, for the For the most uninitiated There's no magic. It's there, loaded with alcohol. Um, and sugar. Can, can, you, sugar, can, can yeah. you spell Calimocho? It's like yes, Basque, I so can. it's like all K's and X's. K-A-L-I-M-O-T-X-O. I know, it's crazy. Calimocho. So I much fun to okay. say. You've got me there. What is Calimocho? It's, it's red wine and Coke. Oh. Crappy red wine. Oh, okay. Coke. Like, yeah, like yeah. The toxic red wine. I've seen, I've seen people. And Coca Cola. A great drink. Sure, they drink in Spain. It's like, and they drink it in something called a mini, which is actually a 20 ounce cup. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing. I'll have a mini. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the big one's the gallon jug. <laughs> and, you know, it's definitely a hangover waiting to happen, but it's oddly refreshing. I've so, seen people drink beer in Coke. Sure. I guess you can drink any. Right. Come on. Yeah. You can drink anything. Oh, beer. Is there anything you Coke. can't do? <laughs> there's. there's <laughs> There are no rules. That's the only rule. So, Rosie, I did want to talk about your, your new essays. And aside from that looks uh, great. Your, your, your awesome book, uh, Drinking with Men, which we've celebrated Thank many you. times Thank here. You. And if uh, you haven't gotten a copy of that, you as in listener land, please please do, because it's one of the finer uh, tomes on our, fa- on our favorite pastime. Thank you but, very um, much. But you've been busy. You've been writing all these essays. Oh, and one is in a Norton anthology, which is like, ooh, in a Norton anthology. Right? Is this, is oh, no, Nort- no, in a new Penguin edition. Is it is a Penguin edition? Is the other one? Is this, I it's um, and that's from a... And I was Thinking like, oh, this is like one of those big, heavy right. door stops of a book, like the backbone of American no, I, I literature. I haven't made it into the Norton Anthology of English Literature yet. But it's only know, a matter of time. I, it's I a, hope so. It's, all, it's an obvious oversight <laughs> by, by the gatekeepers there. Um, but I love... Uh, your, your essay, The Cosmic Hippie Hair Breakdown Blues. Thank you. Okay, where I come from, that's called How to Avoid a Jufro 101. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, 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 can, I, can, I can dig it. I mean, being a hippie in the Reagan era. Yeah, that's what I was. And, and I should say the, the essay is in a book coming out at the end of the month called Me, My Hair, and I, 27 <laughs> Women Untangle an Obsession. And when I was first asked to write a, an essay about my hair, I thought I had nothing to say. And then it turned out to be really fun. And, um, and you know, The Grateful Dead 
claimed to have said goodbye this summer. Oh, okay. Listen, <laughs> those guys really don't know how to. So you talk about the long goodbye. No, uh, you know, you know. I know. Lots it's of- like I mean, I, okay, why are, isn't Deadhead Nation more pissed off? I mean, I wrote something. Come on, look at Deadhead Nation. Jesus how pissed Christ. off do well, we well, get? Dude, they want my head on a fucking pike, right? Because 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 I, I dared give Bill Kreutzmann's like really shitty book, and frankly, it's a bad book. Uh, but I gave it a fair shake because honestly, I see I want to like the Grateful Did Dead. I've had great it? Grateful Dead experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had great nights at Grateful Dead concerts. I never and then did. I've had some of the most dismal four hours you know, that you could possibly uh, imagine. And, you know, listen, God bless them for setting up a, an environment and a system where they can be, be forgiven for being bad on a given night and where they can be experimental. But never has there been a less critical and accepting group of fans. That's because true. where I come from, where Pete Zaremba comes yeah, from, where yeah. Mickey Finn comes from, you get world. up there and you play good fucking music. And if you don't, yeah. it's not yeah. right people pay to yeah. see you. You're much harder people than than we. And I get the lazy, experimental thing, but Kreutzmann in his book says, "Well, some nights it wasn't so good." He sort of dismissed it, and not just some nights, some years, entire <laughs> tours where the guitar player was nodding off, and like, dude, yeah. people are paying money to see you. Yeah, I was there during those years, but were often regarded as the worst year. And he 80s. just sort of said, "Doesn't matter." It's like the it's their disdain for their fans that really ultimately turned oh, me off. Oh, but that's not fair because they they showed fans love in a lot of other ways. A lot of other ways. Um, I have to. I have to well, thank the, the dead for me, uh, one thing. Oh, I can't they were, wait. They, yeah. they provided me the the impetus and energy to leave lots of bad parties in the <laughs> late sixties and seventies. Because as soon as a dead record hit the turntable, I knew it was time that to was go. It. Time to, out it. the door. Out the drywall. I really, I mean, I want to like the Grateful Dead. There's a lot that I do like about them. I think Jerry Garcia is an extremely underrated singer. I think yeah, he's a very, I very agree. beautiful, I agree. emotional. Great Very voice, expressive. a lot of raw emotional content, and his singing before like the, the guitar noodling starts happening. I mean, yeah. the guy can throw a ballad hard for sure, and do a Dylan song, and like, yeah. and, and, and it's and it's the right thing. But they don't make it easy for you. I mean, there's that other guy, you know, with the shorts <laughs> and the knee socks, you know, you know what the Grateful Dead suck at. Rocking. I, I, they don't rock out very don't well. Don't ask me. I mean, I, well, obviously, I, I've thought about this. They play, what they do better than anyone else is play slow. Yeah, yeah. They they're, mastered, they're, mastered how, that, how for sure. How for sure. But, but, but we were talking about your hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's a thing. I, I had a great time on Dead Tour, even during those many nights when, when it is certainly true they weren't playing at their greatest capacity. Um, but the thing that always made me feel kind of like a failure as a deadhead was I didn't... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. the bar low. Ouch. <laughs> was I, I just never could have real hippie girl hair. It's not blonde. It's not long. It's not straight. And, uh, you know, and an annoying thing on Grateful Dead tour was that, you know, sort of ideas about feminine beauty were very orthodox in their way. To be feminine, part of it meant having long hair. And my hair just doesn't get that long. Well, so I wrote an essay about that, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. Yeah, if I wrote an essay about my hair, it would be about two words. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey's essay would be about one. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a whole essay about hair for uh, GQ once, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I, I would love to read that. I th- it was marginally entertaining. <laughs> um, I, you know what? We need an injection of new blood just for a second. I notice we have a walk-in guest, and that is Carlos Grasso from f- formerly a reformed, uh, well, come on in, come recovering, on in. recovering. Uh, it's fifty-seven, seventy-something. Reco- a recovering uh, resident of Hollywood, uh, now uh, of the Big Easy. And he knows exactly what I'm handing him. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, Carlos? Yeah, the blue. Uh, yeah, the blue. Yes, it is blue. It is blue. <laughs> oh, it's good too, right? He's, he's, but I, I, I remember it's Stella Blue. See, I'm, I'm, see, I see. That was to me the, like, one of their better songs, The Grateful yeah. Dead, and is a song that Deadheads hate. Which. Oh. 
Which it. always the, people, the deadhead designers are like, oh yeah, they're gonna play Stalingrad. I like, and we're gonna go to the bathroom Steven. now. Yes, and, and I'm like, why does like the prettiest, slowest? No, I, I know. Like, I know like this, like really, really just like well articulated, painful ballad, but. But you know the irony there is that all those deadheads who claim to not like it, they still all named their dog after it. <laughs> the one they didn't name Bear. Exactly. Exactly. What about what about the song Saint Stephen? That was kind of nice. Right? I, I mean, that's I love the really early psychedelic psychedelic period, and I love the sort of country dead. Okay. Yeah. The other everybody likes the country dead because it was dead. based on songs. Songs. Yeah. And they wrote they wrote a few nice songs. I mean, I mean those are good songs. Friend of a Double, great song. Yeah. Operator, great song. Yeah. You know. Um, were you ever a hippies, Remember? Come on, be honest now. In your youth. Because okay. you're one of these, like, Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, Change My Life kind of dudes. I, I actually, uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Um, I'm one of these Mercury I had, Space I program. I had really long <laughs> hair for, for quite a while. Although I had a, wore a leather jacket, so uh, was that a hippie or not a hippie? I don't know. Could be. Could, Could be a hippie. Yeah, I was this, just, I was a fringe a, hanging off the arms? I, I You know what? I... I I did uh, want a fringe jacket. Uh, I, you know, I, yeah, I wanted to be a hippie, and then, uh, but you know, then the hippie thing was no longer really uh, right. the hippies. You know, it wasn't the well. Where was it in nineteen eighty six? I mean, listen, I mean, listen, listen. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a totally like you know out of the closet hippie. There's no, no question about it. I mean, I love to smoke a joint, listen to some Bob Marley. I think, yeah, right. I think peace Smoking is better than a, war. Whatever, sure, if that makes that, me a hippie. That make you a hippie. I, 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 I embrace it. You know, <laughs> listen, uh, you know all this. Huxley wasn't a hippie. He you know, was a listen. In 1968, everybody was a hippie. The you know was, the MC5 were fucking hippies. The Stooges were hippies. Uh, yeah, I never. See, yeah, I, would never cons- I would never. They weren't flower the, power hippies, but Mike, you're just. I don't know why you're saying these things. It's true because anybody because during the Vietnam War, anyone of conscience would have been. Yeah, but that didn't make you a hippie. Well, listen, there are all sorts of hippies. There were there were like radical acid head, you know, hippies that were playing loud guitars, and then there were the people who were turning Haight Ashbury into an open air homeless shelter, and then there were the hippies who started Apple Computer. You know, I mean, you know, it's a wide swath of people You've that were got a very att- broad attempting to abuse. Of I think that's fair, though. You think he's fair? I think you know I, what, I didn't say I think Mike is fair. He's cool. I think right, that's no, fair. Good. I'm glad you yeah. said that. Good. Now you've restored your credibility. <laughs> yeah, I just call it like I see it, and you know, if you I don't see it, like I make it up. It, you know? <laughs> no, Carlos. Mickey's killing me with a synthesizer. He's like, uh, I thought we were supposed to have a break the in the middle dude. of this. Nah. What? Nah. nah. We're just going for a break. No, I already, I already pitched the new website and made a made, made a Talk more about the book, then, because it looks great. It, it is really... Uh, Come on. That's... Well, we got another book. No, Rosie's a slight... Like I know, a writing Rosie ha- Rose... m- m- machine, and I did want to talk about being a hippie. Here she comes now, 80s, But here she comes now, because now we get to segue to Led Zeppelin. Yo, kick me yeah. out of school beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because this is... Uh, this book's called Here She Comes Now, Women in Music Who Has Changed Our Lives, and you wrote about Sandy Denny, uh, who was the only extra uh, musician ever to appear on a Led Zeppelin record, which is not the only thing she's famous for, nor oh, should it be, but, but it was a good way for him to get in Absolutely. The, to push that drum machine button. And I think for a lot of, a lot of Americans my age, um, her, our introduction to Sandy Denny came through Led Zeppelin, of course. Really? I heard, I heard Battle of Evermore before I heard what? a Fairport Convention record. I don't record, understand. But it led me to those records. Why did they need a, why did they need a, a chick on their record when they had Robert Plant? <laughs> oh come on! They sound so good understand. together. Come on! I don't understand. A real okay. okay it's a real woman, but uh, <laughs> you are a tough, beat. T- a t- a tough. Talk, talk about it. A takes, hair. It takes wow. a tough man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> but uh, I, the first time I heard, oh, I love she, your Gemini era humor. 
That's your Gemini. She, okay, she sang the theme song for the British uh, BBC Color uh, program, Take Two Girls. No, Take Three Girls, right? Three or two? Oh, I don't know. Great. It's beautiful. Can you sing it? Nah, I, don't, yeah. I wish I could. If I could sing like... You don't have that one on your fingertips, do you, right. Mickey Finn? Take, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> called just, just Life play Flight. Salt, just play Salt Limbo and say Life, that's what it is. Right, Life, <laughs> Life Flight. Uh, with uh, the Pentangle, right? Pent- no, um, she was not in Pentangle. Wasn't she? No, you I'm are See, I thinking of I'm Jackie McShee, who was the lead mm-hmm. singer of Pentangle. But a common, common mistake. We're, a common mistake. Uh, Very different voices. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> I think uh, I think on that re- basket full of light album, it was Sandy Denny. No. So we'll What, did she join Fairport Convention or something? She was in Fairport. Was she the one that sounded like a guy? No, I mean she had a deep voice for sure, uh, but, but well, no, I mean actually she didn't have a deep like voice. Bianca she had a great Jagger. range. Um, uh, did she record drums, drums, drums? Oh no, wait, that was Sandy Dennis. Sandy, <laughs> her brother, ah. her brother. <laughs> who, I, who I think also rescued a lot of cats. Sandy really? Dennis, I think so. I may be misremembering. Misremem- wow. misremem- Up the down staircase. I think I think right? she rescued. So we'll, we'll, tell, we'll, tell, tell us more about about Sandy Denny for the unenlightened youth. Uh, well, like like lots of other uh, rock and roll legends, she died very young and tragically. Um, she had taken a fall That's down a flight of stairs in her oh. early thirties and uh, and and died um, a, a few a little while after falling down the flight of stairs. But um, I mean, she was a middle class girl from Wimbledon, I think. From mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, but to me, she always had this voice that sounded like this kind of mythic ideal of England. And the more I learned about her... This ethereal sort of... Yeah, this ethereal but also earthy at Mm -hmm. the same time. Like, very... uh, earthbound, but also kind of magical. In kind of what you want the Grateful Dead to be like in, <laughs> different. in your weird Neoplatonic, <laughs> I've eaten a bunch of acid kind of kind of way of thinking. Ex- yes, except that the Grateful Dead are so American and Sandy Denny so English. So I true. Think. Um, so I've always loved her voice ever since I first heard the Battle of Evermore. I think about her a lot. Um, she was a girl who liked to drink herself for sure, mm-hmm. and um, had this kind of ethereal. Uh, um, yeah, she was regarded that way, but she was a very regular woman in many ways with this fantastic voice. And uh, well, I, yeah. Maybe there'll be a Sandy Denny and uh, uh, resurgence in British folk rock along with the resurgence in blue trims. I, I think it's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening. Well, you know, if you drink enough Long Island iced teas, which apparently are back, anything can happen. <laughs> I could really sitting up at this bar in Chicago. You guys, like, and, and, and I watched the bartender mix it, and it was just as you imagine, like everything from yeah. the speed rack. Yeah. It was like every known. Like toxic vodka, no name gin, you know, probably the shit they clean the bar with, and a splash of Coca Cola, which sure. somehow, you know, chemically, you know, the thing doesn't produce a mushroom cloud; it produces something, you know, potable. And and I, and I actually, and I was sort of in amazement, and I actually said, well, "What are they drinking?" Just oh, they're Long Islands, not even Long Island. They, oh, just, Long they, Island. they just call them Long Islands. Oh. And you understand? This was twelve thirty in the afternoon. This was like after lunch. It was like yeah. some guys. And they were like in giant parfait glasses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's twelve thirty. This isn't gonna. I love the Midwest. Yes, I do uh, too. Actually, I love them. Is you gonna sing for us, Saremba? Uh, you seem like you're warming up to something. I, I'm, I'm warming up to this cocktail. Right Mickey's now. playing what he thinks like like Pentangle should sound like. That's <laughs> very nice. It's sort of like maybe we won't sing. Mike Oldfield meets 
Mike, where's dynamic. your guitar? You said you were at a party last night. I, I, you oh, my God. Last night? Oh, we, yeah. Oh, yes, some party last night. Let me, let, me, let me tell you, I, I am the luckiest cat in America. I get these gigs. All right? I, was, I, I had to uh, read and perform and speak. Uh, it's part of the Extended Carnivores Manifesto tour, the Carnivores Manifesto, a book I wrote with That's Patrick right. Martins last that. year. That's a great book. And the Magical Meat Tour, as we like to call it. Um, and we were asked to speak at the Navajo Churro Sheep Growers Association meeting. That is a great meeting. gig. I got paid an entire lamb. That is or, amazing. Or I promised one. The lamb is still on a farm. It's like some hippie lamb, and it will be harvested sometime at the end of October. Okay, and get it, get it on this, Rosie. Seriously. Okay, because I'm getting like like the two full racks plus the chops, ah. two legs, two loins. I'm looking for someone. Uh, uh, a charcuterer because I would like to make some prosciutto out of one of the oh, legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm also getting the neck bones, give me some stew. I mean, like 65 pounds of lamb meat. That's what I got paid for last night's gig. No, but you guys said there were these 12 ancient people who are like the last ones breeding this very rare heritage breed of lamb. The Navajo Churro was actually the first domesticated animal in America. So it's got this great backstory. Yeah. 12 people show up. The guy from Boise, Idaho, is sitting at the table with. I was like, so, how's it in Boise? He goes, oh, you know, you think nothing happens there, but last week a Pink Floyd cover band came through. They were fantastic. And he goes, me and my wife, we sat in the fourth row, and he starts showing me pictures of the fake David Gilmore on his iPhone. And his eyes were like, was like just like lit up, like like ours are going to be after we drink this blue curacao. That's, that's Boise, man. That's, 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 Bo- that's Boise for you. I think they have some potatoes there. And, and, and a Navajo churro sheep grower. Okay. Which, which was which was all right. So it was Jackie McShee, right? From Pentangle. Right, that was the singer. Yeah. Okay. San, San, why did I think it was Sandy Denny? Well, I mean, people often think of Fairport and 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 Pentangle. That's the, the same, same thing. Right. They're not. But yes, <laughs> of course, they're yes. not the same thing. Same category. For Jackie sure. McShee. Singer of Light Flight. So, so, who do you, so who do you prefer, girls. Sandy Denny or Sandy Dennis? Oh, Either one. <laughs> or right? Sandy Duncan. Up the down, uh, up the Sandy, down staircase. How do you like Sandy Duncan? Sandy Duncan. Part two. But this, that was I, me I'm still fascinated with this book. <laughs> Here she comes now because no, it's a great is subject. No, and no, and women in rock and roll and how you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll tell you what, Mickey. I'm going to name it the women in rock and roll, and you just make an appropriate sound on the synthesizer, and let's see how this goes. Kim Gordon. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, okay, there you go. There you go. Perfect. All right. How you how are we doing over there? Tina Turner. Wow. <laughs> Is that for real? Do that again. <laughs> oh yeah, I can do that. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I like Taylor Swift. I've, all right. I, I love her. I've stood up for her on the show many yeah, times because her message is fine. Her message is, you know, be different, be inclusive. And, you know, I got a, a, a niece who's 13 years old, and the message is be nice to people, be nice to your friends. And if she gets little girls to pick up guitars and write their own songs, I'm for it. But but also, as Taffy Brodesser Ackner points out in her in her essay, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, also take revenge on your boyfriends by writing songs about, about them. <laughs> I, I, a good revenge song. You any good, good revenge songs? We should go out on a good revenge song. I think you should. You, you and Mickey should uh, bring us You know, you haven't, sort of you haven't mentioned the, the awkward date table. You haven't, uh, I mean, it's a, it seems like a very nice, <laughs> nice date, actually. I think this is one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah this, this is, this, we're back, they're back. This is one of the few that I'm picturing later. <laughs> All right. As ever, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet today. I can't believe it. the first episode of Arts and Seizures of Year 5770-something or other. Happy That's New Year. That's like Zager and Evans Everybody. Record, right? Please don't forget to check out Rosie Chess, uh, the book Here She Comes Now of Essays. And uh, what's the book that you're ordering? Me, my hair, and I. <laughs> <laughs>
me, my hair, and I. And, uh, of course, me and Mickey are going to uh, write a book called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. That'll be coming out anytime now. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about James Dean, the 50th anniversary of James Dean's uh, death. I got my friend Keith Greenberg, who just wrote a book about James Dean, and more surprises. Zaramba, I hope you're coming back. I'm coming Thanks back. to Mickey Finn. Thanks I to Zaramba. Rosie Shop, you're still behind the bar. I am at South on Tuesdays. On uh, Tuesday where? At South. At South. So go have a drink uh, with Rosie. And, and you're going to come back and we're going to talk about the drink. My fall cocktail? I would love to. All right. I love you all. Thanks to St. Liz in the booth and everybody out in Radio Land Arts and Seizures. Back next week with a new theme song, I promise. See ya. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.